Welcome to Truly Get Speaks Podcast, Episode 3. I'm your host, Troy Leggett, and we have another wonderful guest joining us today. Good day, Mr. Richard. How are you, Troy? Loving life, loving life, feeling great. Once again, it's good to be able to speak with you and connect with you. I hope all is well down there in Texas. Oh, it's we've had a lot of rain. It's kind of like a Brazilian rainforest, but it, it's starting to dry out. Okay, okay. Well, I know our rainy days are coming up. July and August, so it's been very, very hot here. Well, as long as you don't have any hurricanes. Right. <laughs> well, today I want everyone to know that I have a special guest by the name of Mr. Brad Richard. How you doing today, Mr. Richard? I'm doing fine, uh, staying busy and, uh, you know, trying to stay healthy like everybody else. We're doing good. During this COVID-19 pandemic time, I understand. That's great. Can you do me a favor and kind of introduce yourself and tell everyone, you know, where you're located and what you do? Well, basically, um, I reside in East Texas between Dallas and Shreveport. I'm an author, speaker, and uh, mentor. Um, I do mentoring and coaching. Uh, the book that I wrote is titled Man at 50, A Journey of Crisis, Revelation, and Survival. It is my autobiography. It took me 50 years to uh, to step into the role of an adult male. and uh, there was a lot of challenges and, uh, and some struggles uh, in my earlier years. That is my book. I basically developed a system for myself uh, to make a transition from being a codependent person, very codependent on everybody in my life, and, and making the transition from being a codependent person coming from a abusive childhood, failed marriages, and, and things of that nature. So some struggles and things that I overcame. It took me a long time to realize what I was doing wrong, and then I had to develop steps to get myself out of situations that were not helping me and were not benefiting me in any way. That's kind of the, the backstory of the book. For me, I wrote the book with the goal of helping at least one other person uh, that may have similar challenges and struggles in their lives. And I wanted to tell my story, to not leave my story, to not pass on and, and leave this world with that story still inside of me. So for me, it was kind of therapeutic. Uh, I wanted to leave the story behind for others to benefit from. And then that brings me to today. I'm part of a group of uh, speakers and positive mental attitude influencers uh, through a group called Blue Talks. I'll be co-authoring a book with several other self-help authors in the late fall, and it's going to be a self-help book with multiple authors that are that are going. It's a collaboration, and each chapter will be written by a different author, and it's going to be a, a, a loaded book of a lot of great value and a lot of great information in the self-help industry. Uh, that's about it for right now. But, you know, every day things change and it's a little bit about uh, me and what I do. Okay. Well, Brad, this is what I want to share with you. First thing I want to say is I congratulate you on your autobiography. I mean, it's great. Definitely a place is definitely a need in the lives of people. So many people go through struggle changes, very similar to yours. I was looking through your book and I saw you had a section that said stand for something. And I wanted to kind of ask you about that, like, you know, a little insight as far as what, how did you come up with that and what kind of effect did it have on you and what did you overcome? Just to give them a taste. Well, just to give them a little, uh, uh, you know, yeah, a, a teaser reel. Um, for me, standing for something was taking a stand in my life as a man and becoming an adult and taking full responsibility 
of not only my future, but my present and my past. And everything from the past, I had to own it. I had to own it all. Mm. Uh, and until I did that, then I was basically, you know, helpless in moving forward. So I really had to stand for um, myself and get to a place of acceptance and understanding. And you got to get a hold of it and then allow yourself to move forward. Well, that's very informative. And that's definitely uh, a need for um, men, even uh, young boys and teens to get an opportunity to get some insight. You know, hopefully more people will be able to pick up your book and read it and really feel, you know, the story that you're providing. And hopefully it'll be able to add value to their life, you know. So I, I thank you for definitely uh, taking the time to explain and share that with us here today on the uh, podcast. Also, I know that, you know, how we came into fruition and how we met and how we interacted and, and began to network as authors, as writers. I reached out to you with my book, Social Climax, which is a poetry book. Yeah, my my favorite, favorite poem that resonated with me, that kind of hit my heart and hit home with me, was um, The Father. You have to help me out with the title. The Father I Had, or no, The Father That I Never Knew I Had. Am I getting that right? You close is the father I had and didn't know it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, that's the title of it, the title of the poem. And, and reading through that, it resonated with me because I had a very, very difficult relationship with my father. Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, all the things, um, you know, the, the father that, you know, taught me how to play catch, the father who taught me how to be a man. And and all the I don't I don't want to spoil the poem for everyone because they need to go they need to go read this poem. <laughs> um, in my opinion, it, it was the favorite one of mine. But that one really it resonated with me because of the challenges that I had with with my dad. My dad was a very non-committal, uh, not very non-emotional and very non-affectionate type man. Very standoffish. I grew up in in a large family. I have nine brothers and sisters, and I'm the baby. Of wow. 10 kids. Wow, that's a lot. And, <laughs> and so um, it was, you know, for me, I, I definitely had some wounds. I had some issues. You know, I was affectionate and I was looking for love and wanting to connect with my dad. And he basically just questioned my sexuality. He wanted to know if I was a faggot. He wanted to know if I was gay. You know, he threw out a lot of things to keep me away from him. Right. And to keep my distance from him because he wasn't comfortable with it. So he didn't realize how harmful those words were. Right. And they stayed with me for many, many, many years. And they caused a lot of challenges in relationships that I had with women, both of my marriages that failed. You had three of them. I, three marriages? I'm on, I'm on my third and last marriage. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. so I, I two failed ones, and I'm, and I'm on my third and last one. This is the final. But, um, you know, there was a lot of hurt there. And um, there was a lot of things in that poem that you wrote, Troy. And there was many things in that poem that I wish that I had had. Okay. And I didn't have, you know. So I was reading it from the perspective of going without those things. Okay. And that's what a father should be. That's what a father should provide. But from my perspective, I lacked all of those things. Pretty much every line in the poem, yeah. um, I went without with my dad. That's a lot. I never imagined that 
you know, a person would have that many missing elements. What I did do, though, you are familiar with the Census Bureau, correct? Yes. Okay. And being on that topic, dealing with fatherhood and everything, I know in America it's, it's a big issue and it continues to grow. I had formulated a question that I wanted to ask. Would you agree the absence of a father plays a major effect on children in the world? You practically answered my question already, but I would like to hear you just elaborate briefly on that because I wanted to share some facts that I'm, I don't know if you're aware of. And I just wanted to see if, if any of that uh, makes any sense to you from your experiences. I think it's very, very important, um, you know, as far as uh, the importance of a father figure in a household because it's a balancing of energy. You know, I went to my mom for all my emotional stuff. I went to my dad for the physical stuff, but it, it, but it's a balance. I think it's equally as important that the father be present as well as the mother. The, the aspect or the detrimental aspect of not having a father role model or a father that does the needed things, um, you know, in, in the person's life, it's very, it's, it's critical. Um, because without it, you have to rebuild yourself and you have to, you have to find that balance within yourself. You know, you know what I'm saying? You have to fill half of your life yourself. Um, if, if it's missing, you know, if, if you grew up without a father or you grew up with an abusive father or a father that was disconnected, then you have to be, you always feel like you're half of a person and you're, and half of you is missing. And your only choice or your only option is to fill that void yourself. Okay. And that's um that's a major endeavor. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, and, and that's 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 a major uh a thing to fill, okay. you know? Yeah. So that's my perspective on it. Yes, it's I it's very important, but it's not something that should take someone down. Correct. I agree. That's the direction I was gonna go in with that. It's definitely a place and space that should not tear us down. I know in due time, it's going to take us time to really learn to absorb it, accept it, and use it as energy to be able to move forward with some of us. Because some of the experiences that we come in contact with are very brutal, very personable, and very destroying to us as people. You know, there was three places that I was able to get some statistics, which, you know, I guess it relates to facts. They were from the fatherhood.org, Father Absence Statistics, and the Census Bureau. They mentioned that children without a father are two times more likely to drop out of high school, four times greater risk of experiencing poverty, seven times more to become pregnant as teens for, for young women. They will have behavioral problems, likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, and more likely to go to prison and more likely to commit crimes. Also, according to the Census Bureau, there are two million single father households versus 10 million single mother households. They say the highest number of children living without fathers in their homes is Mississippi. And then that's followed by Louisiana and Alabama. Now, that, I found that interesting, you know, because I noticed most of those uh, locations are in the South. Do any of those statistics or facts make any sense to you, relatable? I mean, I know you're in Texas. That's considered somewhat of the South. I completely, basically, you know, ag agree with the statistics. I agree with their uh, with their final analysis of the statistics, and and I believe you know that what you just read, I believe that that's true. I, I completely concur with with those statistics. 
And I think it's um, in, in some cases, it's probably even worse than some of those statistics would indicate. And I guess, the you know, for me, the bottom line is my goal as a mentor, as a speaker, is to reach people that are in those situations and to help them move forward with their lives and help them fill that void. Because without the ability to fill that void and to replace that 50% of themselves that, that's missing, they can't move on. And so, you know, all the things as far as the pregnancies or the crime or the poverty, <clears throat> those are all represented by that void. Uh, they want to be part of something. They want to be part um, of something bigger than themselves. You know, they want to be part of a team. They want to be, you know, they, they want to do what others are doing. And so, you know, I think that the biggest thing that I focus in on when I, when I speak with my clients yes. is what I do is I bring individuals back to their childhood and I, have them look at their childhood and embrace it, take full responsibility for it, not blame themselves or take responsibility for the actions that was done to them, yes. but take responsibility for what they've become as a person. Okay. And, and, and take responsibility for moving forward from childhood to adulthood. Okay. And that's what I do. I bring people back so they can revisit that and then again. walk them and forward in specific steps to get them to the move website, forward as a whole person. You touched on a major point, which is the purpose of my poem and why it was written. But also, I had a wider space for it as well because you have people that are without a father. You have people that have a father who, like you said, you know, abuse them some kind of way due to their lack of knowledge, knowing, or low self-esteem. But mm -hmm. there's also children that are in a household with a father that are getting those things and they ignore it, they miss it. So the father, I had didn't know it, is, you know, you have many different influences that you come in contact with, whether it's a teacher, a neighbor, a friend, a cousin, that may not be your biological father or your stepfather mm -hmm. may provide some form of value to your life that you don't pay attention to until later on down the line when you finally realize or when you awaken or you accept your position or even when you grow. That's when you start realizing, wow, you know, I always felt like I didn't have a father, but I actually did have a father figure in my life because this person was able to share this. So what I wanted to do was kind of open eyes on both sides of the board so that people can know that there are people in your life that provide things that you may feel you're not getting or missing. It just takes mm -hmm. you to either open up and receive it or recognize it and not focus the energy on promoting what I don't have. Now, this is not geared toward your situation specifically, but this is geared towards me communicating with others and, and, and getting insight or even Sometimes, like you're a mentor, you have people that look up to you. So in their eyes, they're looking at you like, wow, this guy's like a father figure to me because he's sharing this value to me. I'm not getting it nowhere else. And some of them recognize it, and some of us don't recognize where it was coming from, the source comes from. And that would just mm -hmm. be it to kind of open the eyes so that they can see and start paying attention to what is there before them and and not be, you know, go, go so hard on themselves or their father. Because like you said, sometimes it's, it's just a lack of not knowing or, or, you know, it's not that they don't care. It's just they're working with 
what they know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And your, yeah, your, your, your poem basically can fit, it fits into the life of anyone, <laughs> you know, um, whether they had a father, didn't have a father, or they had other people that provided value and, and care and, and influence in their lives. Um, that poem, I think anybody can relate to it. It should resonate with anyone. It's very well balanced. And um, if your goal was to open up the mind, <laughs> like you said, on both sides of the fence, um, yeah. you you did that. You did that. You you accomplished that in in a great way because that poem is very very um it's very strong, and it's a huge message uh, to people out there in the world. Thank you. It's going to be different for everyone. You know, it's going to mean something. Uh, it's going to be different, and it's going to have different meaning for each person that reads it. But it's filled with, you know, beneficial points of view, for sure. Okay. Well, we're getting close to uh, concluding this podcast. So what I want to do is allow you to take time to be able to share with everyone how they can get in contact with you, how they can sign up for your courses, how they can be mentored by you, or even hire you on as a speaker, if you will. Sure. Yeah, the easiest way, um, my my website has everything there. And it's real. it's a real easy website. It is www.bradrichard.net just b-r-a-d-r-i-c-h-a-r-d.net at the website the homepage they will see my book my book is available in paperback kindle and audiobook and they will see other uh tabs there at the website for the mentoring um i do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions i have an audio course that's available it comes with a free PDF download, and it is a workshop handout, and they can use that free PDF handout as an outline. When they go through the audio course, it's going to take them through the nine steps, and it'll give them the opportunity to write down their answers to the questions on that form, and it kind of guides them through it. And then when they get to the end of that form, they're going to have a very different picture of their life and of who they are, men or men or women. So the audio course and the, the mentoring is there at the mentoring page. My podcast, the Man of 50 podcast, is also at the website. And um, there's a speakers page there. There's a links page for my YouTube channel and all the other social media platforms. So basically, bradrichard.net is, is the best place to go. Okay, excellent. Well, Mr. Richards, I got to say thank you so much for coming on to my podcast show and sharing your insight discussing a little bit about your background, talking about my poem, and just sharing time with me. I highly appreciate it, and I hope to hear from you again and have you on the show later on with a different topic. That'll be great. I appreciate you having me on uh, on the podcast, um, and uh, you and I have become good, good friends, Troy, and uh, you have my support. If there's anything that you need uh, from me, you know, anything I can do for you, then let me know. And I uh, congratulate congratulate you on your new podcast. Your poems are powerful. Social Climax is the name of Troy's book. So to all the listeners out there, get a copy of his book. The poems in there are very inspirational, very thought provoking, and uh, and definitely it's it's a five star book. So definitely pick that up. And I, I thank you again for having me on the show. Thank you so much, Mr. Richard. I'll talk to you soon. 
All right. Take care, Troy. You have now reached the end of Troy Leggett Speaks Podcast, Episode 3. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening.